This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marco Tessero and welcome to Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We'll do it live! Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 136 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, Dana. Really? We are going to Bill O'Reilly our way through this whole episode. Are we? we? We're not doing it live, though. But we did it live. We did it live. I am so excited about this week's episode. I am, too. We actually <laughs> ran a real-life race. We did. We're uh, so excited about it. We're, like, loudly cheering over our microphones about it. I can't tell you how excited we are to talk to you about the running portion of our show today and the eating and drinking portion that celebrates a live race. Indeed. And we, by the end of this race, we are going to give you three amazing reasons to come down here and visit us here in Southwest Florida so that when Uh, you are ready to get back to traveling, you've got a destination in mind. Well, the number one reason is to visit your hosts of your favorite running, eating, and drinking podcast. This is true. Accomplish, explore, and indulge with us is the most fun. And all you have to do is say, we're in town, and we're ready to go accomplish, explore, and indulge with you, even if that's a training run. Uh, we don't care. We don't care. Yeah. We just want to see some of you guys. Mm-hmm. We want to see all of you guys. We love you. We are so appreciative that you tune in and take us along on your runs. And wherever you are, in the car, around the house, it just means so much to us that our little passion project has an audience. It really does. Of friends. Yeah. Of the show. Yeah. And I want to say a special thank you to everybody in the Runcation Nation Facebook group that was sending me such amazing messages. Uh, Amy posted uh, uh, a post about my, I'm my a, I'm recent a proud wife. job promotion, and you guys were so amazingly kind. So thank you very much. And if you uh, aren't part of the Runcation Nation Facebook group, uh, Look it up on Facebook. It's got our logo as the group logo. Just click, you know, you know, join, to join the group and we will we'll get you in there. Yeah. But um, I, it's I, a great community where we we kind of have a little bit of fun. Yes. Um, it's kind of the less serious. Not that we're like super serious, but, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, um, we're not like <laughs> solidly into just running, just eating, just drinking. Sometimes it's funny food memes or, yes. you know, stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And sometimes it's inspirational stuff. Like, um, let's see, the finish at the London Marathon. 
that I posted. Yes. Yeah. Sarah or, Hall. Or, hello. Yeah, I was going to say, or amazing vistas from some of our runners all over the country, especially Rob Nadal we're looking and at some you. others. Yeah, we're looking at you, buddy. Mm, mm, mm. So, but I am so excited about this week's episode because we get to, number one, we ran a live race. Number two, we got to run a race that we registered for back in July. It's so true. <laughs> we, we we have done this race. Well, I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. And the second time was when you had to plan to have your knee surgery. Right. So I was just the cameraman for so that. So you one. were the cameraman in the chair squad and uh, we and we love that race. Normally it's in July. It's called the Freedom 5K and it is on the literally the 4th of July. Yeah, they run it the morning of the 4th of July. and No matter they, what day that is. Yeah, and it's kind of a, <laughs> a, a nice event because what they do is they capitalize on the fact that the city normally has a very large 4th of July celebration here mm. in Cape Coral called Red, White, and Boom. Yeah. And that's usually you know several thousand people congregating uh. down on Cape Coral Parkway at the foot of the Cape Coral Bridge. And that's a major thoroughfare. It's it's one of the, the two major bridges coming into the peninsula that Mm -hmm. is Cape Coral. But every year they set up a a music stage at the foot of the bridge. Well, this race is held that morning of before they set the stage up. So they're Mm -hmm. already got the road shut down. Mm -hmm. So why not run it? And you get to run over this bridge at sunrise. Yes. It's beautiful. Just gorgeous. You you get to run over the water of the Caloosahatchee river, see the sunrise, see the view of the city from the top of the bridge, both coming Mm. and going. I, I mean, you really can't beat that. Yeah, and the group of people that that comes out. I mean, you have the serious runners, but then you also have the families with the strollers and the dogs, and it. And you have the police officers on both the Cape Coral side and the Fort Myers side looking out for us. And in boats on the river. And in boats on the river, and the the view, the tenor of the race is just. It is celebrating independence. It is supporting a couple of really great organizations in the community. And it's just people having fun, doing something healthy, and celebrating USA independence. Exactly. But because they had to put the race off for so long due to the pandemic, they had to modify the race course. So we're going to talk about the race itself. We're going to talk about the new course that we ran, which was also a great course. It was. And we're going to get into all of that. Then we are actually going to be revisiting a place that we checked out two years ago, I believe two years ago. When you actually ran with me. Yes. This This is actually revisiting, kind of redoing that that first time that we did the Freedom 5K. And we are going to go check out the new brunch menu at a local favorite that's on the waterfront at Tarpon Point Marina. A nice Weston is there for those of you who would like to come and visit us. Yes. And this is a place called Gather. Weston Hotel. Beautiful. And gathers brunch. They're not part of the Weston Hotel. No, they're, they're adjacent outside. to it. Yeah, sorry. I was just trying to tell You're the, dwelling on the on the resort, I know. Yeah, because I want them to come and stay, and, <laughs> you know, when travel resumes, normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that you can walk out of your hotel, go down by the water, and encounter this fabulous place for brunch. And also for lunch or dinner, but we are featuring their brunch today. Yes. 
And then uh-huh. last, but certainly not least, we're going to talk about a relatively recent addition to the nightlife dining mm. scene, yeah. drink scene here in Southwest Florida. So we are also covering something new. Yeah, and that's a place called Duval Street here in Cape Coral. And you might guess by the name that it takes its inspiration from Duval Street in Key West. So Key West, one of our favorite running, eating, and drinking destinations. Yes. So without further ado, let's get into the running. We actually got to do a live race. A live race. And it was hot. <laughs> if you're ringing the bell, it's a weather. It's the weather segment. <laughs> well, I thought we might start by talking about the weather and then move on to the more exciting thing that it, we ran it live. Well, we're gonna yeah, we ran it live. We ran it live. We actually live streamed almost the entire race on Instagram Live. Like save the first two minutes, oh, uh, three minutes. Basically, the the invocation by I believe it was was Pastor Dennis Gingrich, who is actually a police chaplain, and it. Was it was kind of interesting the, at the start line. It was kind of a quick start. Yes, and they and they they got us going very quickly, and mm-hmm. they basically just had him in a police car or a police volunteer car over the PA doing the invocation and then the pledge of allegiance and then go. It was great because was you could hear him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was that was really great. I think that they should have used that that system for the awards. That would have been very helpful. And we'll talk about that as to like yeah. the location of this and why that would have been helpful mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you already rang the bell. Oh, I did. So it was a warm one. It was a warm race. Yeah. yeah a warm morning. Not as warm and humid as July, I would think. I, I, in my opinion, I don't know if you concur. No, I think the, the heat was much less. The humidity maybe just as much, but with less heat and a little bit of air movement, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, I felt more moving air, and it was just before sunrise, so the sun was not beating down on us. And then once the sun started to come up, the air got moving, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Very nice. Just beautiful. Just so warm, but not mm. terrible. Yeah. For a f- for a five k, I think you're you're good with on course hydration. I don't think you need to carry any n- nutrition really. No, and I Buck think agrees with you. B- Buck actually agrees. Buck says no, no, no. The water stop was fine. the uh, The preparation you you had pre for the race was good. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the the uh, course itself. You, like you mentioned, they only had one water stop. That was at about mile, I, I think that it was really at mile one. Mm-hmm. Then there was a turnoff that kind of went back near a canoe launch or kayak launch. Mm-hmm. And then it was a turnaround and you came back out and then headed into a neighborhood. So you got to kind of go past the same water stop twice. Yes, when you came back to the finish. You Actually, saw three it. times. Yeah, a second time. So it, it it's good. Yeah. It was absolutely a well-placed water stop. Very smart so that they could take advantage of just being able to set it up once, have it manned by two people. And shout out to the ladies that actually manned that or set up and volunteered at that water stop Mm -hmm. because one of them works at 
Bubba's. Bubba's Roadhouse here mm-hmm. in Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. And we've had some pretty awesome steak there. We have. It's actually, so. an, we need to do a, a, a full feature uh, for food or drink from there. Or like all of it. Right. Yeah. So that was great because during the live, I think, during the live stream of the whole race, um, Bubba's jumped in. Bubba's jumped in. Yeah. And then they actually recognized their their um, personnel who were there and shouted them out in, yeah. in the live stream. And mm-hmm. we said hi to them. And she looked at us funny because we called her out by name. Yeah. But it was cute. And it was a lot of fun. The fact that they placed that water stop at that location, kind mm. of a, kind of at the intersection of a T intersection, mm. was really smart because you could yep. get people before they made the first turn. Mm. You could get them after they came back from the turnaround, mm. and then when they went out and finished the main part and were heading to the finish line, they Again. could pass that same spot a third time. Perfect. Really smart. Perfect. The actual course itself, we talked about it in the show intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was way different than. In years past, there is yeah. no bridge directly involved with this race. No, I think that it, the actual course you run in the traditional race, and we had actually emphasized that when we recapped it in years past, you get your hill work in. Oh, yeah. In Florida. Absolutely. Because, you know, that bridge is not one that has a path for bikers or runners normally. Right. So that is the only time that you can traverse that. Safely. Safely, you know, and securely. But this was dramatically different because we did not do any bridge. uh, We ran next to a bridge? But we ran next to the veteran's bridge. Right. Um, In Cape Coral, we have a very robust parks and recreations department. One of our parks, and this this race is a combination of a park run and a neighborhood run. Yes. It began and ended inside of the Four Mile Cove Ecological Preserve. Mm -hmm. And in there is our Veterans Memorial. And we actually have a very extensive veteran population here in Cape Coral. A lot of people don't realize that. We are a designated Purple Heart City. We mm. we have pictures of veterans all over um, street lamps in the city. We have uh, an amazing uh, veterans museum mm. here in town. Yeah. So having that as part of our city identity and city culture is great. And then being able to do a race there was really cool because we got to kind of begin and end the race right next to the big memorial. And our big memorial has has memorials for not only the, the, the major, you know, most known Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, but also Coast Guard and Merchant Marine, mm-hmm. as well as a replica of the of the Iwo Jima statue mm-hmm. that's huge and oh. beautiful when it's lit up. And we got a great photo of it, you know, at sunrise while we yeah. were there. Beautiful. The course, though, runs next to, uh, as it's running through that park, we are running parallel to the Veterans Memorial Parkway, which is heads to the midpoint bridge which is one of the largest or is the largest bridge heading into cape coral and the course itself though did away with all that hill work nice and flat as flat as you could be i think the total um total gain and loss of altitude in our entire 3.1 miles was 20 feet was it yeah oh yeah 20 feet was what i had on my garmin well I mean, you have twenty-two feet. I have, yeah, 
But hey, I mean, it has nothing to do with the weather, but I want to ring the bell because we had no- we we don't have it. We don't have an altitude bell. We don't. We don't. But it it was nice and flat, and it was a a great race without a super tight time limit. A lot of people that were just coming out to support veterans mm-hmm. and to support the Chamber of Commerce who just worked tirelessly to arrange this. I mean, in this year where you have so many challenges that, you know, cancellation after cancellation, what can you do? What can't you do? How can you do it safely? How can you do it with... Um, minimal contact how can you be safe it was incredible the amount of work that went into this oh absolutely hats off to donna germain and her team at the cape coral chamber of commerce i've I've known donna for a long time and i'm actually currently involved in a or taking a leadership class that's hosted by the chamber of commerce Mm. the hurdles that they've had to go through to get any event at all off the ground this year have been tremendous and that that goes for this race that goes for that class that i'm in we've seen the impacts that they've had and they have done an admirable job in both of those in in actually making it work and Mm -hmm. and dealing with you know the 2020 you know, that keeps coming at them. So, yes. you know, they have handled it really well. This race couldn't have gone off any better. No, the they, lo- they even had, um, we didn't even talk about the shuttles. That's right. The parking. Yeah, we we get to the, the designated parking area, which is at a local outdoor strip mall. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a larger outdoor strip mall. It actually has it's got like a movie theater a movie in theater, it. movie theater, JCPenney, all mm-hmm. of that. There's Gold's a parking gym, area behind the businesses. And they actually contracted with City of Cape Coral to have shuttles running you from the parking area to the start line. So and there were three of them, I think, in rotation. In rotation. And those drivers, they were all masked up. They they gave you hand sanitizer when you got on. Mm-hmm. Made sure you were masked up, that we were socially distanced when we were sitting. Mm-hmm. And they just kept running them and running them and running them. And I would say, I, I, what did she say? About 200 people were registered? Yeah, they had about 200 uh, runners registered. It looked about like that when yeah. we were there. I mean, it, there were plenty of people that, that availed themselves of the very limited parking at Ecological mm-hmm. Park. But, you know, we yeah. I think that we may have had six people on our bus at the time. If that. If that. Yeah. It was it was nice. It was safe. And they just kept that going. So the pre-race transportation, I mean, they did have parking near the start. They did. But not a whole lot. So I think it was so smart in combination to have the parking available near the start, but then also to have the shuttles and to partner with uh, Coralwood Mall. And, and it was like it's if you know the area, it's about a two minute drive from Coralwood Mall or like, Coralwood Shopping you know, Center to the start line. If we had needed a longer run, then we could have could actually have parked there the and not. Yeah, we could have run back to the car. We could have run to the race, but it it was great. And I would also like to say, just outside of what Don Germain and the Donna Germain and the Chamber of Commerce did, what the way that partnered with all the organizations within the city that they did and also the neighbors on the course 
Well, yeah. Those two things. Let's get to the neighbors yeah. in just a second. At the start line, right before you get to the start line arch, mm. they had businesses with tents set up. It was kind of like a little mini expo. A little mini expo. Yeah. And it was local Cape Coral businesses, chamber chamber members, I'm guessing. Yeah. And many of them had, you know, items that they put into the runner swag bags that we got. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually did a, a real-life packet pickup that I got to do a few days before and went to a local <laughs> business and picked I was up at our work. packets yeah. and got our swag bags and, and shirts and all of that stuff. And then seeing those businesses there at the race was really cool because it would have been yeah. really easy just to go, oh, yeah, we'll sponsor it and we'll give you some stuff to throw in the bag. Yeah, but these people it. were there, yeah. and some of them were even, you know, oh, they set up a table that and you got to get your banana at the end of the race. Yeah, they were in bags they were portioned off you Mm -hmm. just picked it up and went it was it was great and speaking of the swag bag that they put together Mm -hmm. you know we got a a nice bag like 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 the ones you see at the grocery store the reusable bags right that cloth Uh, uh, like a cloth tote Mm -hmm. like a cloth tote and it said Kiwanis on it and we got a couple of really nice pens with kind of stylus tips on the on the top. Mm-hmm. We got some hand sanitizer and a refillable dispenser for that. We got some lip balm. We got a flashlight that runners could carry. Yeah. We got post-it notes. We got a package of tissues. Which Amy always smiles about because, you yeah. know, you, you go, okay, it's a package of, of you know, tissues like uh-huh. you know similar to say kleenex or puffs or something like that travel ones but like it's, travel. It's, it's a little travel thing yeah because you never know as a runner when you might need a tissue to blow your nose or or whatever or you know maybe you're stopping at a porta potty along a live race in the future if this is any indication of forward movement for live races let's hope let's hope so maybe you stop at a porta potty maybe you need some tissue. Right. That's all I'm saying. It saved my bacon before. Runners know what we're talking about. And if you're, you just, know. If you're new to running, you're going to know. Yeah. We promise you. Yeah. Having having just a tiny, and it was really, it was thin. It was not, it was maybe like if you had full-size tissues, it was maybe four or five tissues. Yeah. Just enough to throw in your runner's belt. Yeah. And, and so not feel it. It's not going to weigh you down, but it's an asset. Right. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got a bunch of really nice things. We did. In there. And the shirts were great. And the shirts, yes. You know, nice tech shirt, great color. Their logo, they they did a really nice job on the logo this year. The logo on the shirt is the same as what you see in the episode artwork of the metal. So that Mm. is just a a really nice job that they did with that. But you mentioned the neighbors. Oh, yes. Let's go back to the neighbors. We started at the park, like you said, and did kind of a little um, cul-de-sac-esque section in the park. Right. Right, with the launch and all. Like and the ecological park it actually has a large boardwalk as well as a kayak launch that goes through the mangroves and out into the Caloosahatchee River. It's a beautiful area, mm-hmm. but it is right on the river. Oh, yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. So, and then we passed the water stop the first time, went down into the neighborhood and turned down a street. And these, these houses are just gorgeous, but these people, they were up, they were around their pools, they were out front 
having their, coffee in their driveways, having coffee, watching their kids play. And there was one father in particular who was dressed in a kind of a Batman onesie for adults. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was so great. He's in a Batman onesie, like underoos kind of one. I mean, full length. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like tidy whities It was kind of like a, a Snuggie. You know those snug those. Yeah, it's yeah. it just a giant onesie, like footy pajamas, but it was yeah. made to look like Batman's costume. But then it had a hood and like and a mask. And yeah, with bat ears, and bat ears, and it was great. And he was out there with his little girl Olivia, mm-hmm. and they had figured out that they were almost or almost exactly at the halfway point. Yep. And so he was out there with her, and and they were cheering. It's like you're halfway done. You're halfway done. And legitimately. We were halfway done. They were. This is like this might have been the first time that we ever got an honest report from somebody running or cheering you along a course, going, you, you know, how the joke is always, you're almost there. Oh, no. Two miles left. You're not or, almost there. Yeah. Like you got three miles left. It's just no. no. When, when you're a cheer squad, don't tell somebody that you are almost there if you have more. Than maybe a quarter mile. I'd say even at the mile uh, mark. If you got a mile to go, that's okay. You're almost there. All right. Okay. I don't know where it's in acceptable. A, in a half marathon. Yeah. I don't know. Well, in any, yeah, in any distance. I don't care. 10K, whatever. But I don't know how, where you feel it's appropriate for the cheer squads, for the crowds along the course to say you're almost there. At the mile mark at a half marathon. No, I'm saying to our to to oh to our run Cation Nation. Yeah, let us know. That's true. What you think is acceptable? That's we, my marker. That's we want to know. Yeah, my line. I would say a quarter, like a quarter mile, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to be. I really want to be almost there. I really do. But you let us know. You know, info at runnydrink.net. Yes, info. Or, man, at runningdrink.net. Yeah. Or, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know. So as we kept running through the neighborhoods, uh, we actually ran into some fellow runners who it was their first run. <gasps> their first 5K so excited. ever. We caught up to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, because you know my strategy. We haven't really talked about our strategy. And I think going into it, I really didn't have one. I, I just. <laughs> what was your strategy? Didn't have one. Yeah, I was just like, I want to soak up this live race experience for as long as humanly possible. Okay, if anybody out there was watching the live stream or dropped in for a minute, and we had a few people stick with us for most of the the time. Um, But if you dropped in or you checked it out, we actually posted it to our Instagram TV channel. Yes. Amy is beaming. The entire time. The entire time. The entire time. She's so excited to be out there running and she's doing intervals and I'm keeping up with her doing the intervals. But, you know, and then she's like, at the end, she's like, oh, slower than I I would have thought. And I said, well, you weren't really going for time. No. And you were busy basically narrating and talking to the camera the entire, I think we went about 47 minutes. Yeah. Total in the live stream, like kind of showing first. showing the course, showing you. Yeah, just the uh, first five minutes we missed. Yeah, j- yeah, basically, like I said, the, the invocation and the pledge. That yeah. was it. And getting across the start. So I, I just, I, I, it was, it was so, it was so great. 
But back to Bad Dad and Olivia. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're Bad Dad. They're at the halfway I point. I love it. I love it. And I wish I knew his name. As we're in the home stretch, heading into the the last part where we can see the arch off in the distance, we go back by the end of their street. We're on the way to that, yeah. And they have moved to the end of gr- their street. Greet the, the the runners as they're heading to the finish line, and they start handing out waters. Yeah, they have a cooler. They have just rolled right up to the end of their street because they've figured out that we're coming back around the bend, and they'll see us again. Mm-hmm. And Olivia, just a beautiful little girl, blonde-headed girl in her like pink pajamas, <laughs> just ran right up to us and gave each one of us bottled water and. And Bat Dad, as you affectionately call him, yes. because we didn't get his name, we he he said, "You're almost there. You're in the home stretch." And he legitimately, it, it was true. It was true. It was true. He was the most accurate cheer squad we may have ever had. He wasn't the hero we deserved, but he was the hero we needed it, that morning. He was awesome. Olivia was awesome. The volunteers and police officers along the course were fantastic. Yeah, and this course. Having done some events like this in, in my day job, this course is great because of the location. It didn't require a lot of traffic control. It's not a well-traveled area. The only people going back there are going to be people that live in the area. You do have some limited access. So it's just a couple of volunteers and a couple of officers, and that's all it needed. And yeah. we didn't have any conflict whatever Mm -mm. or whatsoever with vehicles on the road socially distancing wasn't really a problem we didn't have to wear masks on the course no no you had to wear masks on the bus Mm -hmm. and if you couldn't practice social distancing of course then they recommend that you wear your masks but again on the course that's not a big deal we were so spread out it wasn't even really an issue I mean even like we started out slow and I was doing the intervals and we caught up to the first time runners first time 5kers Mm -hmm. and we uh, we met them we said hello we congratulated congratulated them them, said we'll meet you at the finish and we kind of went on so we actually finished a little bit ahead of them just in time to turn around and cheer them on yep and that and that's so great to see somebody a family actually yeah, it was a mom and a son catch the running bug together yep and and i believe that they got awards or at least the son i think got I an think, award at the end well, didn't he? i think dad i think at least the son if not dad as well right yeah yeah i think Ethan you're correct. and nathan yeah yes. shout out to them and it, it was just, it was great it really to was. see the family running. It made me feel great because, you know, it always makes me feel great that we do this together mm-hmm. and that we have so many in the Runcation Nation that do it together and who just, it, it, the running community. I can't say enough about the running community. Absolutely. Most supportive people you'll ever meet are a bunch of strangers, either you haven't met in person or that you just meet for like two minutes on the road when you're running. Yeah, like somebody trips on a race course. There are runners who are going to come help them back up. There are people who are cheering you on first time or people along the side of the course who are just, I mean, so supportive and handing out water like Bat Dad and Olivia. Yep. And 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 the cause for this one, the cause and the medal. Yeah. And the the 
race itself uh, has a charity component to it, and the cause for this, uh, there's a on their website it says each year a portion of the proceeds raised from this event are donated back to two veterans organizations. This year's recipients are the Brotherhood of Heroes and the Special Operations Communicators Association. In addition, 100% of the donations we receive from this site as well as the sale of our racetrack signs honoring veterans will be donated to our two organizations. And you can go to freedom5kcc.com for more information about that and the organizations themselves. Yeah, signs along the course. It's just fantastic. So, And I, you know, I... You decided that you were going to take our camera and our gimbal and just broadcast live because we were so excited. And I I was like, you said, well, what interval are you going to do? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to do a 624. You know, Jeff and I, we, it works for us. It's, you know, it's a weird one. A lot of people say, you know, six seconds running and 24 seconds walking. What is that all about? You've had tons of success with that interval. That's a one to four ratio. So yeah. you could do 624, 1040, whatever the case may be. But yeah. that one works really well for you. It really does. It really does. And so you decided, hey, you're going to sacrifice whatever interval you were thinking about doing and stick with me. And so I warmed up for the first five minutes just walking and then doing that interval. And I I think that the excitement of the day, the course, the cheer squads, the water stop, the police and the volunteers, just the fact that everything was felt so good and everybody in our live dropping in and commenting you know um james j williams from mouse ears and magic podcast um the will run for podcast jumping in there steph from just take a dip yeah those are uh, some podcaster uh, friends then yeah. we also of course had wendell wendell jump in, one of our a patron of, of ours our patrons and i mean it was just it was just so cool to have people oh. pop in and pop out and, yeah i think and, we had jessica yeah and I, I did we have Meg pop in there? I believe so. And John Schroeder. So I, I just the and we've also had a lot of other people post on that since yes, since Stephanie we posted Swan, it to IGTV. A, a lot of people who couldn't be there, who were working or or just their schedule wouldn't permit, or you know we didn't really announce that we were going to broadcast it live. Well, no, it was just kind of an impromptu thing, and I really, really regret that I ended it when I did. I wanted Why? to give it, well, I wanted to give everybody, we took photos. You're going to get to see some sure. pictures in our social media of the park. Don't forget mm-hmm. to post those this yeah. week. But also I regret not showing the award ceremony because for oh. the first time oh. in run, eat, drink podcast history, history, I am podcasting with an award winning runner. Amy meddled at I this race. I did. It was such a shock. Now, we didn't really care about getting a medal at this one. We often talk about the bling associated with virtual races and races we've run in the past and what an incredible job organizers have done. But this race does not have a finisher's medal, but they do have placer Awards. medals for age groups mm-hmm. and and for genders and gender yeah. gender and age groups. And then they have overall, they have actual statues right. for overall and grandmaster winners and 
we so they're going through the age groups and we're like oh you know this were it's here it's like you know 30 to 34 and 35 to 39 and we're getting up there and I'm you know you can do the math just anyway so we're we're getting there and then uh, out of the blue we hear my name we do and I'm like no way so I got through this this crowd of ladies and and their and, and their beautiful dog they had and I was like hey back of the back rules and I don't know I don't think I don't know if you have that on the video that you took I don't think I do I, I think I I was able to grab my phone and get the camera going right as they were handing you the medal yeah. and you know you came back and the ladies are high-fiving you and, yeah. and all that and you're like I I, I must have been, you know, one of only two people to show up. Because <laughs> I play second. And the medal, the medal is this star, and it's the red, white, and blue, and it's got, like, the blue out, the blue and and white starred outline of the the runner and then the, the red and white stripes, and it says Freedom 5K. It's the same as the logo on the shirt. Yeah. And it's what you see in, in the, the episode album. artwork. Yeah, in the album artwork, the episode artwork. And then on the back of the medal, you won't see this, but it says second place female, and it says my age group. Which we're not going to share here. So you can figure it out. You know how old we are. <laughs> so <laughs> But... I just can't, I've never had, in, in our history as runners, this has never happened to me before. Yeah. And I think that the stars align that I just begged and pleaded to get off work and my fantastic management team was like, yes, do it. Go run, just be quiet about it. We'll let you go. Yeah, just show up the next day. But, and I just... <sighs> So, so needless to say, we're, the... we're going to be changing the website now to talk about your your really? bi- in your bio and the about really? me section award winning runner. Okay, but I'm t- let's just back up and just qualify and and say that listen, it wasn't fast. We still have those shirts. They're very true when it says I'm not slow. I'm making the most of their race entry fee. True. And it's it's 100%. It's also technically true that you're now an award-winning runner. Okay. So you and Wendell are right. (laughs) Wendell actually beat me to the punch in saying that. Yeah. So, yes, you're podcasting with an award-winning runner, but don't get used to it because our philosophy is... Oh, absolutely. We make the most of the race entry fee. 100%. And I hope, I hope 110, 120, 200%. That we will get the chance to run in another live race because this was such a great experience it really all was. around. So check out that website, freedom5kcc.com. If you were interested in sliding down here to Southwest Florida, maybe in the summer, hopefully things are kind of back to normal with travel. Welcome. And you might get a chance to do this race the way it was intended. And Donna did tell us after the race that she can't wait to get this race back on the bridge next year. So such a way to showcase. You will absolutely love it. But this race legitimately, a lot of times we we joke and we kind of, you know, our transition is, I'm talking about all this racing made me hungry. Legitimately, we went from the race to brunch. Oh, yes. We were hungry. We actually did 
there's no editing here. And the order in which we are going to talk about things today is the Ryan order in which things happened on this day. Eating and then drink. And we went to one of our local favorites called Gather, which mm. is down at the Westin at Tarpon Point Marina here in Cape Coral. It is not the hotel restaurant. The, no. But it is adjacent to it. Tarpon Point Marina existed long before the Westin actually did. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a... a Patrol officer that was actually in my my area oh, that I Captain, patrolled. Captain, tell us more. <laughs> and and it, I got to get it. It in there. was a a you know kind of a years and years ago. This area used to have some historic dolphin pools and rose gardens and yeah. water fountains yeah. and everything back in the fifties and sixties here in Cape Coral. Lots of history. Lots of history. Um, and then over the years, once that closed, it just turned kind of into an mm-hmm. area where they would do like concerts. And they used to do the Red, White, and Boom celebration there many years ago. Yeah. And then they eventually decided to develop this area. Well, Tarpon Point Marina s- stayed there and actually expanded. And then they built the West End and the Convention Center and, and other housing and or homes in the area. Oh, yeah. Really beautiful just houses. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Gather is this really cool little spot right there along the water you you can sit out on their back uh outside at their outdoor seating area and you're right on the marina it's it's beautiful beautiful view and that's heading into uh, that area i believe is called redfish point but Mm. that's actually on near the mouth of the uh of of the caloosahatchee river and it's just Mm. gorgeous and so their great. brunch menu that they have is just killer. And they Ugh. have, it's not a lot of items on the menu. I think they, no. they might have maybe 10 or 11 items total. But the ones that they have, they're really, really doing well. And we chose very wisely. I think you couldn't go wrong on this entire menu, not having had it all, disclaimer, but... The two things that we did have, we they just rocked. They really did, and Ugh. you know, you you walk into this place. It's it's got this beautiful look. They have kind of a uh, they've chosen some nautical colors, mm-hmm. like a lot of blues. Yeah. The, the tile backsplash at the I back of the that. bar has this iridescent kind of look. It's it's a combination of of like a little bit of like nautical, industrial, and something kind of hip, mm. uh, but it's it's just gorgeous. And then you know they've got this big mural on the back wall of the restaurant by their banquets, yeah. and it, it's of this fish and like fish and water, but it's mm. kind of like a um, I don't know like like you would like modern art kind of thing, and it's just gorgeous. And we just so happened to eat brunch there on the celebration of their third anniversary. Yeah, it was their third anniversary on that day. And we were there awesome. We were there two years ago uh, after this race. Right. So but actually it with, was, with a couple of friends of the show. Yes, Crit, uh, Christine and Greg. And Greg, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it was in July, so it Back technically then. wasn't. There, so this is legitimately there on the date, yes, mm-hmm. which is great to help them celebrate. And this brunch, I mean, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll start. You know, whenever oh. I, when I think of brunch, there are certain dishes that really come to mind. I, I, I gravitate towards certain things. I love a good shrimp and grits. 
for for a meal. So good. I love a hash, like a corned beef hash, or you know, sometimes I'll find things like a combination of short rib and sweet potato or whatever the case may be. But I like a good hash, that combination mm. of meat and potato and it's griddled where you get hearty. that crispy outside and it's mm. yeah, hearty and savory and just Yum. awesome. Um, but I think that for me, the the quintessential item to get at brunch is something that I don't normally cook for myself or for us. True enough. Um, because we it's labor intensive it's a little bit labor intensive and and honestly when I'm, I'm in the mood to do brunch i'm not in the mood to work i like a good benedict yeah you know and we've had benedicts over the years now whether we th- think back to places like blue heaven down in key west oh, or um, a number of other places camille's we've gone to. down there yeah camille's oh. um they had on their menu what they called their lobster cake benedict so good and this really intrigued me. I, I do like like a lobster Benedict. Um, I think there's a great combination when you have lobster meat and um, hollandaise sauce yeah. and, the, and, and, a, and a creamy poached egg. Well, this kind of incorporated all of that. This mm. was instead of being served on a um, on an English muffin tradition they replaced the english muffin with a lobster cake and mm. a lobster cake being the lobster you know the tail and claw meat basically prepared very similarly to a crab cake so well so, put together so replace the crab with lobster you know and you still got your binder with a little bit of breadcrumb and egg mm-hmm. and, and your spices and then griddle that mm. and that was the base of this benedict and so they do that, and then you get this beautifully poached egg right on top. Mm. And I think the thing that really put this over the edge for me was the uh, hollandaise sauce that they made was so a key lime hollandaise. I mean, awesome. The I, tartness. Yes. Mm, but the buttery element too. Yeah, um, you know, hollandaise. There's, there's no pretending like, oh, this was a healthier version. No, 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 no. This was full fat, full flavor, absolutely amazing. Hundred percent a day seven meal for us. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. And then they serve it with these great uh, roasted house. They call them their house potatoes. These are basically, um, you know, potatoes that are that are cubed and and roasted with, mm. you know. Probably salt, pepper, garlic. I like to call and them a like little bit home of oil. fries, but kind of I don't like, know. These are oven roasted. Yeah, but these, yeah, so it's not quite what people may think. I, w- when I was a waiter working in restaurants years ago, we made these at the steakhouse I worked at. And, mm. and the these are the easiest thing in the world to make, but they're super flavorful. And if you, oh. do, you do them right and you let them crisp up enough, you go long enough, they just are a great accompaniment to just about anything. Yeah. And they're tender inside. So they do these eggs, absolutely perfect poach. Mm. When I cut into the egg, I got just that perfect liquid gold, but it wasn't super, super runny where I lost the entire yolk instantly. And it had just a nice, thicker consistency. It's a fine line. It is, absolutely. Take some talent. And they just did it perfectly. You know, a little bit of cracked pepper, and then they garnish it with uh, some diced chive. Absolutely perfect. A and taste of the sea. You, uh, I was going to say, the the crab cake, or I'm sorry, the lobster cake, prepared like a crab cake, had a perfect crunch on the outside. They got a nice sear on it. Yeah. 
but it didn't dry it out. Mm -mm. So you ended up with this wonderfully moist interior, that perfect flavor of the sea, like you're talking about. You know, it wasn't fishy, but it was br but it was briny, and mm. you just got this buttery flavor of the of the lobster itself and tender not tough meat and that was the other thing the lobster meat didn't get chewy mm. i've never had a lobster cake before ever so mm. hats off to so them for good perfect execution on this Yum. and then the perfect bite with this you got a couple of potatoes a little bit of the lobster cake some of the egg and that hollandaise oh absolutely amazing 17 dollars for the entree and i was perfectly satisfied satiated mm. full awesome and then they had um for breakfast you could do mimosas or, or bloody marys they they were kind of steering us and and i appreciated this mm. when we were talking with our server she was oh, kind true. of steering us away from the craft cocktails because their their craft bartender works afternoons and evenings mm -hmm, lunch and dinner so you know they were steering you towards more like your your brunch things they do you know mimosas bloodies mm. beer and then um of course you know coffee tea juice that type of thing yeah so i mean it was just your your dish was just great i mean we had a nice Shout out to Fort Myers Brewing with nice Fort Myers Light. Yep, which is always a fantastic to beer. To toast the victory. You know, we've talked about them before, but and we'll get to our drink portion soon. But I had a dish as well. You it, did. it wasn't like at Art Smith's where we were like, oh, we're both getting the Hallelujah Biscuit. Right. And that's it. Right. And, you know, because everything on this menu sounded incredible you talked about shrimp and grits and i was a step away a step away from getting the barbecue shrimp and grits i know i was I too i haven't seen that on a menu I was barbecue too. well typically when you see like like a barbecue like they're doing it with like a, a sriracha barbecue butter which doesn't that sound oh. amazing a lot of times you'll see um, Cajun barbecue, and that's mainly a spicy butter sauce as yeah. opposed to like a traditional sticky sweet. Right. And that's kind of what this sounded like. I want to go back and I want to get that. And there was a Nutella waffle for anybody who has a sweet tooth oh. that sounded like just amazing with candied walnuts and whipped cream mm -hmm. and then fresh berries to kind of have a fresh element. And there, I saw their breakfast burrito come out. If you're in the mood to eat a burrito the size of a, of a regulation football, might I recommend uh, that mm. item as well? Mm -mm. So there, There's plenty on there. I think you can have, you can find something for everybody. They have Greek yogurt and zest pancake. Yeah. That but looked interesting. You didn't but get that. I did not. I went savory as well. And I, I can't, I'm no, I'm, I have no French background, but it is a croque madame. And a, a croque madame, it, if you look at the episode artwork and you look at the pictures that we'll post on social media throughout this week, and I'll post one that really gives you a good shot of this croque madame. This is ham, Gruyere cheese, Mornay sauce, a sunny egg. Oh, served also with house potatoes for $14. Now, if you look at the picture, it is 
it looks like it's a grilled cheese sandwich with mm-hmm. an egg on top, with a sunny egg on top, and the Mornay sauce because the ham and the cheese are inside. Yes. The ham and the cheese are inside, and I think it was done in a pan on the stovetop. I believe you're correct. This, they, they, I liked the fact that on your sandwich, it looked like they, they basically put Gruyere on the top and bottom and put the ham in between it. Oh. And then, you know, your bread on, you know, the in the contents were two layers of cheese and one layer of ham. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that ham is not like country ham. No, that's more of a black forest ham. More of a black forest ham, but. I mean, I think it had a little bit of a sear on it. Oh, it did. And it and the bread. Let's just talk about the bread for a second. Nice thick slices. Mm. It almost looked like the thickness of Texas toast. Not, was it? Was it not a quite as thick? But was it a um, not quite as thick? What and kind it was, of a bread was it? I I don't I don't know what it it's it wasn't like a rye or a wheat. It was a was like a white. A thick white bread, but it also had an element of sweetness to it, and the buttery kind of notes that you pick up from actually doing a grilled cheese in the pan. Mm-hmm. You know, I just the the buttery flavor, the tenderness of the inside of the bread. The Gruyere has a melty pull quality. Gruyere being kind of a a uh, Swiss cheese. Oh, but it's so melty and high fat content. Oh, and, and then the ham provided just enough salty and meaty note to make it just the perfect combination. It's you know, it's like a ham and grilled cheese with an egg on the top, and when you get that when you cut into that because it's a knife and fork thing it's not you can't pick this up when you cut into that egg and it runs along with the mornay sauce i and it and the mornay sauce is like it's a bechamel it just it oh it's bechamel but they also incorporate like gruyere and parmesan to give it more of a cheesy hit a cheesy kind of just essence of salty but a little bit of sweet and nuttiness nutty Mm -hmm. oh god you get that you you knife and fork that and you have a little bit of the crust a little bit of the soft bread the salty ham the cheese the sauce oh I think your eyes are going to roll back in your head. Absolutely. And really? it, this was absolutely an Instagrammable dish. It was gorgeous coming out. It's it, so beautiful. It is just a fantastic uh, execution. I mean, on, they top it with the chives and just to give it a little bit of fresh hit. Yeah. I loved this. I would have it again and again and again. And we'd have to run and run and run. I know. But I it know. Was killer. It was so great. It was just a great meal to celebrate our first live race. It was. And if you are down here in Cape Coral and you're looking for a place to gather <gasps> with friends I see and what family, 
Woohoo! You need to check out Gather, mm. and we will have a link to their website in the show notes as well. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you go for lunch and dinner, they have some dynamite stuff on their menu. We'll have to go back, mm-hmm. but to do it at night, oh, you know, on the water, on the water be would be amazing. And they have some couches out there and some high top tables that you can take advantage of. Just great, great place. Can't recommend it enough. But before we go on, there are many ways that you guys have been supporting the show. And we know that several of you have been buying our Running Drink Podcast apparel from Pure Creative Apparel. We have our new masks up on the website, including our October Breast Cancer Awareness Masks. Get those while they last. Those come down at the end of the month. And the proceeds, they the, the part that we normally have that supports the show will go to support the Donna Foundation. And, of course, some of you have written reviews on Apple Podcasts helping grow the Runcation Nation because when you write those reviews, that helps us get discovered on Apple Podcasts, and we cannot thank you enough. It helps Amy be happy because she gets to read some of them. Others of you have actually shown up to a live race, much like we have described today, and have said, You know, we love what you do. We we explain the concept on the run or you show up in a live and you're like, you know, what you do is great. How can we support you long term? How can we get more of what you're doing? So having said that, we started our Patreon, our patron program first at patreon.com slash running drink podcast. We created three different levels of monthly support. $2, $5, and $10. And each of those levels have their own special perks. We also replicated that for Mm -hmm. our listeners who kind of live in the Podbean ecosystem. You can go right to the top of our podcast page, click on Become a Patron, and that takes you to the same exact patronage um, options with the same perks. So regardless of how you choose to do it, you choose your patronage level, you get your perks, you get all of the appreciation of us and you help us keep the lights on here at the running drink podcast our show it will always be free but if you're looking for a way to support the show and you want to see more behind the scenes content bonus content and more go to patreon.com slash running drink podcast and we thank everyone for supporting our show now, we didn't travel out of town, but we got a taste of the Florida Keys here in Cape Coral thanks to a relative newcomer to the food and drink scene here in Southwest Florida, and that is called Duval Street. I cannot wait to go back there and have a meal proper. Yeah, their menu, much like we talked about at Gather, their menu is not big. No. But all of the reviews that I have seen in some of the Southwest Florida food groups from people yes. who have gone there and posted their food and mm. done reviews have been glowing. Even the things that we saw come out while we were there. Yes. Incredible. We celebrated our run here with a couple of cocktails that remind us of being in Key West and going on a run. Yes. And I started off with something that just screams Key West because it was named after Ernest Hemingway. Oh, yeah. And it's called the Ernest Hemingway Old Fashioned. And this is a take on the classic drink. We've actually talked about old fashions a little bit on one of our Instagram and Facebook lives yes. uh, very recently. That's mm-hmm. um, one of those drinks that if you're, you're doing craft cocktails, I like to order because I kind of assess 
the quality of the the drinks that you might get from that place by your ability to do some of the classics. Yeah. Well, this is a riff on that. So instead of using either a bourbon or a rye as the base liquor, they use one of my favorites, which is Papa's Pilar Dark Rum. This is a rum that is distilled at a distillery in Key West, just off of Duval Street. And, you know, our friends at uh, Just a Podcast in Paradise, Steph, and on Instagram, it's Just Take a Dip. Mm -hmm. They would love this drink more Steph would really love this drink because she loves the blonde version of Papa's Pilar and I just love anything from Papa's Pilar I want to go down there and I want to take a tour of the distillery and being at that outdoor bar at Duval Street and you having this I just think this drink that, that rum is so smooth. Well, that rum also really oh. holds on to some of the brown sugar notes because, of course, this is a this rum being a, a liquor that is distilled from sugar cane. And depending on how it's prepared and how, how much it's distilled and how much they get some of the molasses out, um, that changes the color and changes the flavor profile. Well, this Papa's Pilar dark rum really holds on to a lot of the molasses. Mm. So you get a very strong hint of, of brown sugar. But they make the drink with the Papa's Pilar dark rum. Demerara, which is similar to an unrefined sugar, like sugar in the raw. Mm. Orange bitters. Love and then they the serve raw. this with, an, with a Luxardo cherry and orange slice. And... This is incredibly smooth. It's just like combinations of orange, cherry, and brown sugar. It's just an amazingly smooth drink. Very just proper proportions, very well balanced. I just had nothing bad to say about this at all. And their choice of liquor for this one and the, the preparation was just spot on. I... You let me have some. I did. And I just loved it because an old-fashioned can go too sweet really quickly. Oh, absolutely. And this did not at all. You had smooth rum and just the the essence of those flavors you talked about. So mm -hmm. I would totally get that again. Yeah, and that was $12. Yeah. I But, I mean, I had a martini. You did. I yes. did. I did. And it was a colorful one, too. It was colorful, and it was in a martini glass. I felt very, very, felt like it was a, a very celebratory and vacation-y kind of beverage. And kind of fancy. Fancy to celebrate our accomplishment, but also, you know, when you can't go on vacation, a place like this at Duval Street that makes you feel like you have stepped into vacation, their outdoor bar with all of their kind of scenery that just makes you think of Key West. Yeah, they, they did a really nice job on the outside decor. The inside is very nice, um, it, but it has a little more a, a little more refined feel. The outdoors mm. feels a little bit more like an outdoor bar in the Keys. So the outdoor bar reminded me of being maybe around our bar at the Casa Marina, a favorite Hilton hotel property that we stay at yes. in Key West. But then you're saying, I didn't go indoors, but I think 
indoors, I've it been may, indoors on other occasions. It may be like a restaurant in the Keys that we've talked about in Key West that we've talked about on Duval Street, nine one five. Yes. Yeah, that kind of refined environment. Yeah, it's a it's a nicer, a little more. It's it's still rela- like Florida relaxed, but it, it's nice enough that you could take a date out for a nice night out. Nice. If so, that makes any sense. And I think that this drink, this martini, could be had either place. It felt very vacationy out there on their porch, and it's a key lime martini for ten dollars, and it has. One of our favorite rums that we have featured on the Running Drink Podcast, Wicked mm-hmm. Dolphin. And this version, uh, they make several different types of rum. At the And this is a local distillery. I was going to say the other, in Cape Coral. the other key there is that this is a rum that is distilled here in Cape Coral. It's so great. And if you ever come... Like we said, you could stay at the Westin, you could run a race with us, you could have a distillery tour with one of the best distillery tour leaders that we know. Well, their head distiller, Paul Cottrell, who we've had here on the show multiple times. Yes. Just a great guy, an amazing uh, distiller, and a guy who really, really knows how to combine flavors. Passion. Passion for putting together cocktails. This was Wicked Dolphin Key Lime Rum and Vanilla Bean Rum, along with Fresh Lime Juice and I don't know how you pronounce this one. Kiki. That's this Kiki? Yeah. Is K- it just Kiki? Like Kiki K- Sambar? Yeah. K-E-K-E. Kiki liqueur, which is a key lime cream liqueur. So it came out looking like a, a green. A creamy green. A creamy green consistency in the pie. martini glass with just a garnish of lime. You know, there was no rim. There was there was no, like, salt or sugar rim at all. But I'm going to tell you, I don't think the drink needed it, really. No. Because it was tart. It was slightly sweet. You got the vanilla bean flavor. And everything kind of punched up that key lime rum. And it's it's not something that I might have with a... With a a really hearty meal. I might not have it with like a main meal, but maybe in the keys, I really like when you go on vacation and you kind of have a progressive meal. And what I mean by that is it's you, you might have an appetizer and a beverage. Right. And I think this is the perfect drink to have with an appetizer or a perfect drink to have with a dessert. hundred percent. I w- what I like about Wicked Dolphin is they they their preference to use rather than using um, extracts they like to actual use actual fruit fresh fruit mm-hmm. so that key lime tastes like key lime and the vanilla bean gives you this amazing creaminess and I think that the combination of the vanilla bean. Mm. Which probably gives a little more sweetness as well. Yeah, balanced out the bitterness and the tartness of the key lime and the, uh, of the lime juice and the liqueur. 
Well, and then that Kiki liqueur gives mm-hmm. it the creamy consistency of that key lime pie filling, which mm-hmm. is what they're really going for. And it did. It tasted like you were drinking a grown-up key lime pie. And the proportions. I mean, you know, you could be really heavy-handed with any one of these, uh, like the lime juice and make it too tart, or the liqueur and just make it too thick or too desserty or too... Yes, too sweet. Sweet. But... This was perfect. It really Our was. Our bartender was excellent. Yep, she did a great job. And oh. I also, one thing I like to always caution people with is if you're doing martinis, you got to remember martinis and their classic preparation are very little in the way of mixer, if anything. Right, it's They're not like a margarita. Correct. Not like a frozen margarita, hello. Yeah, it's all that liquid is booze. Oh, yeah. So you got to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. And they got the proportions just right, which is, is great for the enjoyment, but yeah. especially with like a martini or something, you've got to really be mindful. Yeah. Drink responsibly. Of course. Take your Uber or Lyft or designated, designated driver, driver mm-hmm. taxi, whatever the case may be. Or maybe you are at a nearby hotel and you can walk. Just walk there. I don't know. But... This place, Duval Street, has just cocktails that are delicious. And I suspect that the Runcation Nation, you are probably going to see something else from Duval Street in Cape Coral on an upcoming episode sure. in the not too distant future. Yeah. So, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. And we love that you do stay tuned. We really do. And we cannot thank you enough. But you know what? This does bring us to Aww. the end of this week's episode. So We did it live. We did it live. We did it live. We Bill O'Reilly our way through this whole thing. It and was great. We cannot thank you guys enough for coming along with us. Mm. So if you would do us a favor... Give us a little bit of love. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Or if you've already done that and you want to support the show, think about picking up a bar key or a, you know maybe a, a T-shirt from the Runny Drink Podcast store on mm-hmm. our website. Yeah. Just click on support the show and get and the other button that says get some swag and rep the brand. And you can become a friend of the show if you want more. If once a week is not enough then become a patron at patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. I'm about to begin episode four of my series as I'm heading towards my final doctor's appointment of the year to see if I get off of my high blood pressure meds and track my progress and kind of see the ups and downs and dealing with things like stress eating because you're applying for a big promotion and, and trying to fit things in in that busy schedule and Get to know me a little bit better, mm. and I get to know you guys a little bit better by you interacting with me. So Right there in Patreon. Check it out. Or you can also check it out in Podbean. You can click on Become a Patron right there in the Podbean player, or you can go to patron.podbean.com slash Podcast. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941 
677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.